The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Doctor's Lounge Show with Dr. Hal Schurz. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz, and every week, myself and my co-host, Dr. Scott Barber, bring you information that doctors are talking about in doctors' lounges all across the country. And although we're not allowed to talk about these issues anymore in doctors' lounges, we're still talking about these issues because they are absolutely crucial and important to all Americans. And this is what doctors are are talking about because we are seeing our country under siege. Um, the Doctors' Lounge is brought to you by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, which is the only healthcare think tank in the country that's run by doctors. And um, we stand for the doctor-patient relationship and for healthcare freedom for all Americans. Our website is www.d4pcfoundation.org. Um, we really need your support now more than ever as the culture wars against Americans are heating up. And I am going to spend this show talking a little bit more about that. But please go to our website and donate um, to the Docs for Patient Care Foundation. Um, we uh, rely on your support and we really... Um, need you to sign on and become part of the army of people who are behind the Docs for Patient Care Foundation. Um, we want to uh, also talk about our uh, upcoming primary care meeting, the direct primary care uh, nuts and bolts meeting has been the premier Event in direct primary care in the United States for the past um, five years. We've had a moratorium on this for a couple of years because of COVID, but we are resurrecting it, and uh, none too soon, as we see the medical profession coming under siege as well. And uh, there was a great article in Healthcare News, which is put out by the Heartland Institute, um, that was written by um, one of our, our uh, board members, one of our uh, uh, partners in in healthcare freedom, um, uh, Doctor uh, Chad Savage, who uh, talked about the uh, moral injury that doctors face in this country, and that um, a solution for the um, problems that doctors face from the, quote, soul-crushing bureaucracy that's working against them and their patients is to become a direct primary care doctor and free yourself from the insurance companies and hospital bureaucracies. So if you want to learn more about direct primary care, if you're a physician in primary care, or if you are already a direct primary care doctor, um, you should plan to attend our 
um, conference this coming November. Information is on our website, and uh, we are planning um, an expanded conference. If you've gone before, what we are ex- going to be providing this year is something very different beside just the discussions and lectures. We're going to be doing practical sessions with doctors from uh, skilled um, uh, surgical specialists who will be able to teach skills that direct primary care doctors are currently or should be offering in their practices, such as joint injections, wound care, wound management, um, and uh, uh, basic uh, um, ENT and urology um, uh, techniques in diagnosis and in uh, therapeutics. So uh, please plan to attend that very excellent conference, which everybody always raves about. Well, I um, am really angry today, and uh, as I'm sure half of America is um, as well, over what is going on in the United States. And um, you have to be um, either either completely... um, asleep at the wheel and not listening to news and paying attention, um, not to be enraged by what is happening. And people need to wake up and pay attention to what's going on because we are losing our country. It's happening right in front of our very eyes. Within one week, these are the things that have happened in one week. We've seen that this, quote, Inflation Reduction Act has been passed. $800 billion um, Inflation Reduction Act has passed the Senate and is likely going to uh, pass in the House. And I'm going to talk about that more in just a second. We've seen that the FBI was discredited in fabricating a plot to kidnap the Michigan governor, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Um, what they claimed against these defendants were absolute lies, and that did not happen the way things went down. And the FBI concocted this um and and they they basically um, fabricated things and the head of that investigation was transferred to Washington DC the Washington DC bureau which was the the branch that oversaw the the um invasion and the ransacking of Mar-a-Lago and that that happened without any of the um, Trump people present. His lawyers wanted to be there, and they were not allowed to be there. The Secret Service was outside. I don't understand why they didn't stop the FBI. That's their job. But they let them in. I guess they were outgunned, and that's why they let them in because there were 30 FBI agents with guns and there were probably, without the president there, 
maybe uh, just a handful of Secret Service agents. There were in within the past week there were FBI whistleblowers who have come forward to members of Congress with credible information about high-ranking members in the FBI suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story, and not just suppressing that story, but concocting a BS story that this was all Russian disinformation and making making that into a, quote, credible story, which the media, of course, ran with the media, the lapdogs of the of the left and of the Democrat Party, the the uh, um, PR arm of the Democrat Party ran with that story. And in the same week, the Republican Congressman Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, while on vacation, while traveling with his family, was cornered by three FBI agents and had his cell phone confiscated, taken away from him, his personal cell phone, with information about legislation and about his family and about everything else that were his personal life. What we're seeing happening right now has never happened in this country. An ex-president's house being invaded, sitting congressmen having their cell phones taken away, our enforcement, law enforcement agencies um, uh, being shown to be um, uh, corrupt and and acting against uh, people in this country who think differently than they do. This is this is a very, very dark day and uh, dark time that we're living through. And maybe, perhaps, we've reached rock bottom. And this is where people wake up and they see that what is happening right now is um, just not America, how it's beyond the pale and cannot continue to happen. You know, the, um, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 that is um that that really is laughable because there is no inflation according to Joe Biden he he said just um yesterday that inflation was zero so so why, why do we need an inflation reduction act how can you get inflation lower than zero well what this really is is the the um, Green New Deal and taxation bill. Let's talk about what the big one of the big provisions in this bill turns out to be. It's about the Internal Revenue Service. Eighty billion dollars in new funding is being um, earmarked towards the IRS. And their current budget is $12 billion. So what this is doing, it is increasing their budget six-fold. This bill will increase the number of IRS, IRS agents by 87,000 agents. 
Currently, there are 78,000 agents. So it more than doubles the number of agents in that agency. At the height of, of it, it, of its, um, employment, it was at 95,000 in 2010. And it's dropped about 22% since then, mostly from retirements. Um, you know, this 87,000 new IRS agents will fill up a football stadium for an average SEC football game. Um, this number of new agents will be more than the number of agents that are working for um, ICE, for Border Patrol, and ATF combined. So what will they be doing? They're they're not the lies that the the socialists and you know that on this show I don't call them Democrats I call them socialists or leftists or Marxists. Their lies are are no longer palatable. We can't believe their lies because they lie with such ease that they can't even keep the truth straight. But they will be coming after you. They'll be coming after each of us. You know, there are only a thousand billionaires in this country. So why do we need 87,000 new agents? You know, that's about the size of eight army divisions. And what's interesting is the new um, job posting says that they should be prepared to be able to be armed. They need to be able to have the ability to carry, legally carry a weapon and be able to use it if they are called to do so. Now, the left is going to say, well, these are just a small amount of IRS agents. It's just the special agents that can do this. But they're going to expand that number, too. So why do IRS agents need to even be armed? That's not what their job is. They are tax collectors. But that's not what this is about. This is about weaponizing the IRS and coming after all the little guys. They just spent $1 million just just recently in purchasing ammunition. A million dollars worth of ammunition for the IRS. Just let that sink in. Last year, 51% of all audits occurred in people earning less than $50,000 a year. Another 23% of the audits occurred in the group between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars. So if you think for a second that this is about going after the big fish, think again, because that's not what they are trying to do. And not only do they want to get into your pocketbook and steal your money to to support their agenda like the Green New Deal. But they're going to weaponize the IRS as well, not just not just in terms of putting guns um, in in their holsters, but using it as a blunt weapon against 
Americans who think differently than the left does, than the prevailing thought. They've done it already. They did it under the lowest learner IRS. They did it to me. They they when I started getting political and I started talking about things on the radio or talking about things um, in public or writing op-eds in the Wall Street Journal. <clears throat> After a lifetime of never being audited, the very year I started doing that, I got audited by the IRS. So don't think for a second that anybody is safe from the IRS because you are not. And this is just the beginning. So people need to wake up. Now, the Democrats <clears throat> are desperate. They, they know that Trump is a force and they need to stop him and that's what this is all about and they want to embarrass him and they want to get something on him they know the midterms are going to be a disaster for them and they are doing everything they can they're throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying to see what will stick to try to minimize the damage to try to um, keep the bleeding to a minimum. But what the Democrats have done over the last couple of years is to attempt to criminalize any dissent. Anyone who agrees with Trump policies, whether or not you agree with Donald Trump or you like Donald Trump, but just agree with his policies... They're viewed by members of the mainstream media as vermin. And (coughs) people have said in public that vermin need to be exterminated. And these are not my words. These are the words of the opinion people. Excuse me. (coughs) This morning, guys. This is the, the opinion of the talking heads on shows on MSNBC. And they view people like me as a danger to society. I've already been told or categorized as an unfit doctor because of my opinions on COVID in the past. And and it's been written about me in, in the uh, newspaper in my city that, uh, that I should get my license revoked for saying things about the COVID policies, which ultimately, at this point in time, have turned out to be true. But, but that's, that is the not the point the point is that if you if you disagree if you have any kind of of opinion other than the the orthodoxy um that is preached by the um marxist by the left then you are their enemy and you must be destroyed i think that what the fbi raid on Mar-a-Lago may have done is something that they really did not calculate, which is which is quite um, quite odd. It's it's surprising because the left is very calculating, but I think that their desperation 
um, w- uh, prevailed over the fallout that might occur because of it. Now, I think what they, has happened, what ha- will will happen, is that they've galvanized the Republican Party. Um, there's nobody that I've spoken to, not a single person who is a conservative that doesn't think that what has happened at Mar-a-Lago is 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 anti-American. It's fascist, and um, not to have a statement about why this happened is is um, even more damaging. And for the White House to deny that they had any knowledge of it is laughable. Nothing happens in this country without it going to the White House. And maybe Biden was insulated from this. It's possible. But certainly the White House knew about this. And um, the attorney general and the judge who gave the uh, go-ahead for this are um, are on the hot seat right now. And what it has also done, it has woken up moderates who did not like Trump, but who view what has happened as something that just does not happen in America. And they now are coming to the realization that we can't allow this to continue, that it has to be stopped, that we have to turn this ship around. Even Democrats are uneasy or openly critical about what has happened. Andrew Cuomo has spoken out against this, as has Andrew Yang. And there are other Democrats who have spoken out or those who are not commenting on it because they are just so uneasy about what has happened because they have the the Democrats have unleashed um, a uh, a firestorm that can boomerang on them. If you remember Harry Reid and the uh, and the the filibuster for uh, judicial appointments, he thought that this would be a gigantic win for the Democratic Party under Obama, and they were able to get through judges on the fast track without any opposition from the uh, minority party, the the Republicans. Well, that was great strategy until the tide turned and the the, uh, Congress flipped and the White House flipped and three Supreme Court justices um, were appointed by Donald Trump. So the the um, American um, traditions, the 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 things that we that we hold dear, that make America America, that are being um, just trampled by the 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 leftists, by the Democrat Party, will ultimately come back to haunt them. And uh, there will there will be a time where that will uh, there'll be a day of reckoning. Um, the left has already trampled on the Bill of Rights, um, but it doesn't matter because they have no respect for the Constitution 
unless it suits their purposes. The raid on Marlaga was a direct violation of the Fourth Amendment. And let me state what the Fourth Amendment is right here. It's the right of people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall be issued but upon probable cause supported by an oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Well, that didn't happen. They cracked his safe. They broke into his safe. They did not allow his lawyers to see what they were taking, to catalog what was taking. How do we know that the corrupt FBI, that I just outlined what they did in just the last week, won't plant evidence in these boxes that they took and and try to claim that this was the smoking gun against Donald Trump. And where was the Secret Service? Come on. Don't they take precedence in this situation? So what is in the Inflation Reduction Act or the Tax Hike and Climate Change Bill, as I and others prefer to call this? Well, let's let's bring this back to health care because that's what this show is all about. There's $64 billion billion in this bill to extend Obamacare through 2025. It's set to expire at the end of this year. And it will allow Medicare to negotiate prices of prescription drugs. Now, the Democrats are giddy about this, and they say that this will save about almost $300 billion to the federal government. But how they get there is the important thing. They get there, they get these savings because of rationing. That's the only way that they save money and extorting money out of the pharmaceutical companies. What else is in this bill? Well, th- almost almost uh, $370 billion on energy and climate change efforts. And I'm not going to get into that today. I, I'm going to stick with, the, with the, the medical stuff. So going back to prescription drugs. So Medicare, this bill says that Medicare can negotiate prices for the 10 high-cost drugs beginning in 2026 and it increases to the top 20 drugs by 2029 now companies that refuse to negotiate with the federal government negotiate is like a euphemism because there's no negotiating here this is price fixing by the government but drug companies that fail to get on board with this will be subject to get this, a 95% sales tax on that drug. What do you think that's going to do? What do you think will happen? If you, if you have a business and you are, and, and the mob comes into your business 
and they tell you that you are going to have to give something that costs you, let's just say, um, a dollar to make, and the mob wants it for 50 cents. And if you don't go along with it, they're going to come back and they're going to take 95 cents out of every dollar out of your cash register. That's what this is all about. The bill includes a ceiling on the negotiated price, but not a floor. Now, Sen- Senator Kirsten Cinema inserted a provision that this only will apply to older drugs, drugs that are at least nine years old and 13 years for biologics. Um, but <clears throat> we've seen this this um, this this um, play. We've seen this movie play out before. We saw it with heparin, for example, right? The heparin prices went through the roof, or epinephrine. Everybody remembers the the um, the epinephrine injections for people who have anaphylaxis went up hundreds of percent. Um, <clears throat> this is these are older drugs now. Those drugs going up that much, you know, clearly is is egregious, and that happened for reasons that you know are different than this. But we're talking about older drugs, drugs that have been out there for years and years that um, have lost their seven year patent, but are still being you know still expensive to produce. The government wants to come in and say, okay. Drug companies, you've made your your profits on this. You no longer deserve to make any profits. We're going to just pay you, you know, um, you know, pennies on the dollar for your digoxin or for your hydrochlorothiazide. Drug companies that raise their prices on Medicare faster than the rate of inflation, according to this bill, must pay rebates to the government. For the price difference, this is the mob coming in to private business with a gun, with their IRS agents who are armed, and telling them what they can and cannot do. You know, I th- we're at the hard break right now. We're going to do a deeper dive into the provisions of the Inflation Reduction Bill when we get back in the next segment. So stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. 
people all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients, dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. Today we are talking about the sad state of America uh, at this time in history and how we need to wake up and put a stop to it and what happened this past week with events at Mar-a-Lago and the FBI revelations, um, uh, the actions of our federal government against Americans at the highest level should be a wake-up call to everybody that if it can happen to the ex-president of the United States, nobody in this country is safe from the fascist, leftist, Horde that want to overtake our country and see our institutions burned to the ground and America remade in the image that they choose to make it in. We've got to stop this. So let's do a deeper dive into the health care provisions of the Inflation Reduction Bill. It would destroy research into new drugs. There will be 135 new medications that won't be developed over the life cycle of this bill. That's 135 potential life-saving drugs for cancer, for hypertension, for Alzheimer's disease, because the drug companies will no longer be incentivized to develop these drugs if they cannot recoup their money in investing in it. And by the way, I'm not a drug company fan. I think that they, some of their tactics are despicable, but they are private companies. They're publicly held companies. People invest in those companies and the government coming in and um, controlling these companies as if they were public utilities is just not the answer. <clears throat> Cancer patients would be hit hardest by these drugs drying up. Um, and there will be no more investment into new treatments and cures because there will be no incentive to do it. What will happen with the um, government setting prices is there will be a rationing of medications <clears throat> because companies will no longer produce their drugs in the numbers that they do. And the government is going to be controlling the drugs because as more of the um, people in this country fall under government health care, they will be the ones footing the bill. And the only way to foot the bill is going to be 
to reduce the amount of money going out, which means the amount of money that they spend on medications and on other cures or procedures. They're going to put a price on your life like they do in the United Kingdom under the um, under their health care agency, uh, the National Institute for um, for um, uh, oh, I'm, now I'm blocking on it, but but the, their the National Insurance Institute, and they what they do is they they measure life in terms of quality adjusted life years or QALYs, and if <clears throat> you are a certain age. There's a certain amount of money that they are willing to spend on you. But when you reach a point where the amount of money that they're going to spend exceeds what your productivity to society will be, then that's an investment that they're just not willing to make. They're not willing to allow uh, an 80-year-old to get a hip replacement. They're not willing to allow you know, a 70-year-old to get um, a heart uh, bypass surgery. They're willing to allow an illegal alien who is a laborer to get a knee replacement over somebody who's paid taxes for for 50 years to get that knee replacement because the the worker still has a contribution that they can make to society that's the kind of of uh of healthcare uh future we face when the government controls things it will also lead to the loss of jobs. There will be 50, I'm sorry, 500,000 fewer jobs in the pharmaceutical industry as they phase out jobs for R&D and for manufacturing. This bill extends Obamacare subsidies that mostly benefit the wealthier families, not the poorer families. It would lead many workers to lose their high-quality employer-based insurance because more people will be put into government health care. And it would increase health care spending, not decrease it, because new treatments and cures for future patients will not be created. There was a recent poll in Politico that found that drug pricing provisions were um, the most popular parts of the bill. And among those surveyed, a decided majority not only thought that Democrats were best suited to handle health care, but that they would be the best ones to protect Medicare, more so than Republicans. How is that even possible? Well, it's either because in doing these surveys, they were not, people who were surveyed were not being given the full information, or they were being, being given misleading information in describing the bill's provisions, such as putting caps on provision drug price, prices, and increase, and, and limiting the amount of out-of-pocket uh, prescription drug costs for Medicare beneficiaries to $2,000. If you tell people these things, they go, oh yeah, that sounds good. 
I, I'm I'm for that. I think the Democrats are on the right track. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for them because I know that they're going to stand up for that. Or it's because the GOP once again is doing a poor job in educating the public about what's in the bill, what its implications are, and what the alternatives are. So I, you know, fault the GOP for for not doing what they need to do to fully educate people about how dangerous it is for the leftists to be controlling health care. It's well known what happens when the governments set the prices of medicines. The breakthrough cures begin slipping away, and in countries where government price controls occur, patients have access to just half of the medicines that have been launched globally since 2020, since 2012. And you compare that to the U.S., where Americans have access to 85% of those drugs that have been launched around the world. So messaging is crucial. And there are alternatives that are out there. There is a bill that... that I'm going to get to in a second, but what this this provision in the Inflation Reduction Act does it it leads to quote gangsterism. As I said, with the the mob coming in with a gun and putting a gun to the head of a business, and it's extortion. It's taking money from drug companies. The drug companies are going to be expected to cough up three hundred and twenty two billion dollars over 10 years to support not just health care it's not going to health care it's going to all of their other um, cockamamie ideas including green energy and all their other crony capitalism and it gives manufacturers non-negotiable ultimatums Except whatever price that the secretary of HHS sets will pay a massive excise tax, as I said, as much as 95%, or you remove all your products from Medicare or Medicaid. And that's what it might come down to. Companies may just say, screw this. I don't want any part of Medicare or Medicaid, which means that those patients won't have access to anything. So it's not negotiation. It is government price fixing. So getting back to the GOP and how they suck when it comes to messaging, there actually is a health care plan that if Americans knew about would change their minds about who is best suited to deal with health care. The Health Care Equality and Modernization Act of 2022 or H.R. Bill 7258, which is sponsored by Representative Pete Sessions from Texas, is the same bill that was introduced in the Senate in 2016 by Bill Cassidy, with a few um, minor improvements, actually. The bill will eliminate the individual and employer mandates that are part of Obamacare. It would take all health care-related tax and spending subsidies 
and redirect the money to create a refundable tax credit for anyone not on a government program, such as Medicare or Medicaid. And it takes the money we now give to private insurance companies, which is to support the the failing Obamacare exchange plans, and it redirects it to Americans to allow them to select their own insurance. These are Roth HSAs that they can control, and it empowers people instead of employers and insurance companies to decide on their health care insurance. It would create competition in the marketplace, and that would meet the consumer needs to get the best prices. The bill makes employer-based insurance portable. Right now, you lose your insurance if you move from job to job. It supports direct primary care, which you have regular listeners to this show know is something that I and the Docs for Patient Care Foundation wholeheartedly support. It's one of our basic tenants because it works. The bill allows for employers to provide health care dollars to employees using health reimbursement arrangements or HRAs. This is a ta- this is tax deductible to employers to in- encourage them, to incentivize them to be able to provide health care for their employees. It's, it still requires insurance companies to cover individuals with pre-existing conditions. It prohibits discriminating against health care status, and it allows people to continue to keep their kids on their health care insurance up to age 26. It gives states more flexibility to create more competitive healthcare markets outside of the absolutely horrible Obamacare exchanges. And it will allow for the, quote, junk insurance, the basic healthcare insurance plans, which are not junk insurance at all. They are customized healthcare um, plans for people who don't want to pay Exorbitant healthcare rates for things that they'll never use, like maternity benefits for a 50-year-old. So these are the plans that the Republicans have, but it has no chance of passing now. But it needs to be used as a campaign strategy for 2022 and for 2024, because Republicans are the ones who can control health care costs and make health care affordable and better for Americans, not the Democrats who want to tell you what your health care should be. They want to ration it and they want a one size fits all health care economy. That is absolutely a failing prescription. So people need to wake up. Democrats are trying to consolidate power by taking out their opponents. There are no such things as good Democrats anymore because even the moderates, even the the ones who you think are reasonable, caved in on the government expansion bill that just passed the Senate. And they vote as a block, and their policies are destroying America. They're dragging us down into the abyss. If you have a GOP candidate who's marginal in your district, in your state, 
in 2022, in this upcoming election, they are light years better than the Democrat, who has been responsible for every bad law passed over the past two years and for the ineffectiveness of government and for allowing the abuses that are going on occur on a daily basis. Let what happened with the abuse of power that we've just witnessed give you the fuel to make the decision at the ballot box in November to begin to put America back on the right track. But I talk to so many people who know that things are so terribly wrong in this country. And they know that this cannot continue. And they're not just conservatives. Up until this week, I have to say that I was not in favor of Donald Trump running for president in 2024. I voted for him twice, but I did not want him to run in 2024 because I thought that he would be a distraction and that he would not win. And I've changed my mind as of Monday. What the Democrats orchestrated was so beyond the pale that I believe that it woke a sleeping giant. Trump is so incensed that if he were on the fence about running for president, this brazen invasion of his private residence has made up his mind. Now, I think he won't commit until after the election because I don't think that um, he's ready to do that. I don't think he wants to take any of the limelight away from candidates. He'll support them, but I don't think he wants to um, do anything that would um, potentially uh, harm them if there are people who are on the fence about Trump. But I believe that he will unify the Republican Party and that he will draw in people who are disgusted by the tactics using against President Trump. There's no one, no one with the guts to do what's necessary to right our ship. This time, I think he won't do what he did before because he was a novice, but he now knows the score. He understands how the game is played, and he will hit the ground running on day one, and this terrifies Democrats. With a Republican Congress that supports an America First agenda, there will be instant changes. At least I hope there will be. And these are the things that I'm hoping he'll do. I know he'll do much of this, but I'm hoping he'll do all of this. He'll clean house of people who do not support an America First agenda and who work to undermine the agenda in the deep state, in the State Department, in the Pentagon, in the intelligence community like the FBI, and the CIA, and the NSA, and in the Department of Justice, and in all other departments that are making policies, not laws, but policies that are um, just as powerful as laws, which they should not be making in the first place, that are unconstitutional but making policies that we all have to abide by, like the EPA um, or other departments that are punishing Americans, like HHS 
or labor or energy or education or commerce. There will be an attorney general who will prosecute people equally who break the law, not selectively like we've seen over the last God knows how many years. And there'll be people at all levels who get prosecuted, whether the lowest scum in Antifa who are throwing Molotov cocktails at federal um, uh, office buildings or FBI agents who break the rules or ex-presidents who uses their office to profit and take money from our enemies abroad. <clears throat> Hopefully we will get wokeism out of the military and get our military back on track. We will see a wall at our southern border completed and we will stop illegal immigration. We will see that the Fed chairman, chairman of the Federal Reserve Board, is sound and understands the market and is not making decisions based on political um, decisions that are that are pushed by the White House. He will sign the Cassidy Sessions bill that I've just gone over with you to make health care in America better. He will put an end to the ridiculous green energy deal that is dragging our country down, and he will reinstate the Trump energy policies that made America energy independent and an exporter of energy so we are no longer dependent on our enemies. And this will include starting up refineries that have not been built since 1972 and build looking toward the future with nuclear plants. Now, and that's not to say that we won't also do wind and solar and, and let um, electric vehicles pr- get produced, but we won't force this down people's throats and we will let it evolve instead of it being a revolution that that uh, overtakes our country that we cannot provide. He will support businesses in America and bring businesses back into this country that are that have been outsourced, particularly the chip manufacturers in whom we are so dependent in Taiwan. And God bless the Taiwanese people, and hopefully they, they will they will be able to um, hold out long enough for President Trump to get back in office, who will see to it that China does not overtake them. And don't think China isn't paying attention to this, because they know that their window to, um, to do something about Taiwan is closing, especially if Trump becomes president. But we need to get that chip manufacturing back in this country um, and the assembly of all of these products where chips are used out of China and back into the United States or at least into North America and reinstate the 
cooperation that Trump had created with the new NAFTA and allowing manufacturing to occur in Mexico and giving starting a reasonable um, program to enhance the economy of Mexico to keep people from wanting to come across the border. Hopefully, we will see a reform in the political, now political, health care agencies, which shouldn't be politicized, like the CDC, the NIH, and the FBA, and the FDA, and put people into those leadership roles in those organizations who are trustworthy and, and they are, and they are, um, and, and so that we can have some, some, um, confidence in these agencies once again. He will sign legislation to put a stop that on, um, social media companies that deplatform individuals and hopefully restore free speech back in America. And he'll do everything possible to support law enforcement in our country. He'll rebuild our military to the numbers that we once saw. And he'll stand up to our adversaries abroad. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, Cuba, instead of pandering to them. And he'll get us out of this silly Iranian talks, which he did the first time, and he will not allow that to stand. And get us out of the stupid treaties like the Paris Climate Accord, which is is just a a green um, utopian uh, agenda that we pay for. And I wouldn't be surprised if he kicks the United Nations out of New York City and he stops funding the WHO. So this wish list is not impossible, but it starts this November and people need to wake up. Our future is bright if we do the right thing, so um, including health care. So um, that's my that's my take and uh, why I'm angry today after what happened this past week. And I'll try to be less vitriolic on the next episode of the Doctor's Lounge. So join my co-host, Dr. Scott, next week, and I'll be back with you in two weeks. Thank you for being with us today. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.